The funny thing about personal branding is that it's so personal that it should probably be handled by someone who loves you. This is my conversation with Rich Kozak. What if the truth came in a gel cap and we could just pop it in our mouths and forget about it? Well, it doesn't, and we can't. But we can laugh in the face of reality while plotting our survival. Welcome to the Truth Tastes Funny Podcast. I am your host, Hirsch Repun. And if my guests can handle the truth, so can you. Open wide, folks. Here it comes. I'm here with Rich Kozak, who's one of the few people worldwide who teach the process of branding to individuals determined to impact others through their work. His work actually makes people's brands come alive and accelerate growth. So I'm really glad to have him here on the show today. Thank you, Rich Kozak of Rich Brands. Welcome to the show. First, thank you. It's great to be here. And thanks. It's a treat because of our mutual backgrounds. I am really glad we're talking today. Yes. Um, so it is rare to find, obviously, there, there, it's rare certainly to find someone who does what you do. But the shared background that we have is kind of a, a love of brand voice, mm-hmm. a love of the, the melody, if you will, that we're able to coax out of, out of a brand. It's only a small part of what you do. And we'll get into the, the the steps and the larger and the larger picture. But what we really have in common as well is that we like to work with people we love and admire. We like to work with brands that we feel inside somehow. And it sounds it sounds mushy and syrupy a little bit, but it was a pleasure for me to to connect with you the other day um, on a personal level because it's something that I fell into like most of us do. I didn't start out in my career with the idea I would be working with brands or working with PR or clients or creative direction or any of those things. I just knew I was creative and that I had an ear for voices. I didn't know where it would take me. So tell us, if you would, Rich, how you got into this field. Well, I, you know, I'd love to do that. And and I will do that first. But before I do that, I want to honor you One of the things you and I have in common is we love to give people access to their own authenticity. So when you create that voice, when I define in language a brand and create language for it, we're actually making sure that what they say and do as the brand is congruent with themselves. And that's a People don't think of branding like that. The world tricks people to think branding is something that gets slapped on you, not something that comes from the inside. So we both love that. So I honor that. And I I literally, one of the Amazon number one bestseller books that I contributed to called Visibility, I wrote a chapter and the call out is my own quote. And it says, the clarity with which a brand speaks shapes its impact. And of course, words are a part of speak. Speaks is larger than just the words, but it's really important. (laughs) So I honor you and your work and what you've fallen into. Um, Okay, to answer your question, how did I 
fall into what I'm doing. You're talking to somebody that if you'd have talked to me at 16, when I was about to graduate from high school and said, what do you want to do? I would have said, I want to do everything. I want to bite up all the world that I can share. I want to live out of the country. I want to speak languages and, you know, whatever. And, and, and but if you said, oh, that's great. What do you want to be? Yeah. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> I would change the subject because I had no idea. And what I ended up use your link falling into uh, through a series of let's call them you know career evolution steps i became a globally certified branding consultant with partners in 21 countries and agencies just like ours here in the united states who literally defined and languaged brands had a rigorous process of defining and languaging brand and moving it forward creating it reshaping it relaunching it you know re revising it ev evolving it that was congruent with what the brand stood for in the first place and moving them from country to country. <clears throat> okay. The irony of my being coaching big companies, what they had to do to become what they need to be, to be successful at their business strategy, having come from a 16 year old that didn't know what he wanted to be. The irony never eluded me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. you teach what you need. It's almost one of the, <laughs> laws of the universe i think so does that help well it helps but it it gives us more of a framework for discussion than the than the filling in the blanks so what what did you travel did you go on adventures and you know what did you do in your in your youth wow well um yeah, I backpacked in Europe, not the summer I graduated, because all the 12 people that were all going together, let's go together, all one by one had to, I had to work, I got to go to school or, you know, like dropped off. And I'm like, hey, right. yeah. So it was the first year after college, which allowed me to learn Italian for a whole year, because I already spoke French. And so I backpacked in, in Europe for 10 and a half weeks. And then when I got married, uh, years later, I asked my wife, because I wanted to live out of the country, you know, but not married, right? So I, honey, honey, let's, let's go backpack all over Europe. And, you know, she goes, great, until she found out she had to put all her clothes in a backpack, but that's okay. She got over. And so I <laughs> got a chance to dream in Italian and, 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 be, and then later at the agency, when that transpired, we became partners and with agencies all over the world and an agency would host an event every year we hosted it one year but so we were in germany or we in finland we were in places that, and we would go and get together with our principals and train and you know and we would be on global brand teams so i'd be flying to germany to be on a brand team for an ophthalmological test equipment manufacturer wanted to sell their product in the United States, but the medical industry doesn't work the same here as it does in Germany. So you need somebody to adapt to the local culture and the local marketing processes and those kind of things. So, yeah. <laughs> so, well, so, so I, I am, I've also, I've done a bit of that on the creative and strategic front when a brand is well-established in another country or on another continent, and they want to reach the American audience is sometimes they're reluctant to change what works for them because they know how well it works 
And at the same time, it may not, what works there may not work here. So what have you, have you dealt with some of those, some of those challenges? Well, I think that's natural. That's human nature. But if, again, let's go back to it. The clarity with which a brand speaks shapes its impact. So if you don't speak, anything can happen. You know, the world will decide what your positioning is and who you are and what you're good at. If you do speak and you say it this way, and then you say it that way, you're going to create confusion. So you got to use, and this, you and I are talking the same language. You got to use consistent language that transfers energy and has intangible brand promises baked into it that make people go like, wow, really? Can I have your card? Or, hey, we ought to talk. Or, because if it doesn't transfer energy, it falls flat. And most brands, whether you're a one person who's listening here, or you are responsible for a company and you're the champion that builds the brand, or you know, you're an employee and you have your role. If a brand doesn't transfer energy, it falls flat. And most brands do. And the missing, yeah. missing piece is clarity of the picture the brand sees for the people whose lives it wants to touch. What we see for you, you might not be able to see it or it may seem difficult, but you know what? Take our arm, we'll take you there. The clarity of that picture is a magnet and most brands just don't do that well yeah and it requires an economy with words it requires uh it's almost like when you think of a film trailer you know the trailer grabs you grabs your attention it shows you key parts of the movie but it doesn't show you if it's a good one it doesn't show you everything it <laughs> makes you feel compelled to find out more my question for you is now you had you had kind of retired at the at the time that you started impact driven uh work right where you right. where you made the decision what what prompted you to jump back in and focus on this direction individuals who want to make an impact well you know i just i just finished recording a video that told the story so when i turned 50 years old i was still doing all nighters at the agency and I looked at a mirror and said, you know, this is not going to turn out well if you keep <laughs> this up. Or it might not turn out. I'm not not one of those you're going to fall off the bike parents, you know, sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't feel like it was heading in a good direction. So I resigned my addictive career to reshape my life and ask in my prayers, show me what you want me to do. I'm ready. And I started listening. And after years, individuals started asking me to help them with creating a brand because they had a vision, but they didn't know how to build the stairs to get to the next level. And I said to the first three people, like, and I don't want to get too granular here, but it was like three months in a row. Month one, woman says to me, I need your help. Oh, I love you. How can I help you? She said, I want you to help me build a brand. I said, I don't do that anymore, is what I said. And she's pointed, you know, the finger turns back on you. And she goes, that's not true. You've never stopped. Everyone uses your stuff. They think you're brilliant and, and you're really good. And, and I want to pay you. And I was like, 
hmm. All right. <laughs> it was a yeah. good time for being paid. So the next month, right. another person in another network says to me, oh, I really need your help. Well, I love you. How can I help you? Well, I've been in the HR business under somebody else's umbrella for 14 years. And I'm ready to break out of my own, but I don't know how to build a brand. Can you do that? And the next month, a business coach who had written a book on networking, Les Brown had done the intro. She goes, I'm bringing you, I think the perfect client for you. And I think you're the perfect branding person for him. And I'm like, wait a minute. So in that period of putting the system, putting the steps together, I, I literally, I, I, the process is the process. It can yeah. be a $14 billion company. It's just a lot more expensive and there's a lot more bells and whistles, but or I'm moving, moving parts and a lot more people have to be involved because of less more transactions and a lot more research, but with an individual, it's the same process and it's not difficult. It's just steps. It's iterative. One thing happens and the next thing happens and the next thing happens. Next thing happens and pretty much the brand is on paper and it's got clarity of who it is and what it stands for. And it's got unique language. that's really congruent with it. And, and now you ask yourselves, well, what must we get credit for to make these impacts? And you've put all this stuff down on paper and it all lines up. So it was individuals asking me to help them. And in doing that for those three people, it came clear to me that when somebody has a vision in their heart, and I'm a person of faith, so this is an opinion of mine, but you may, you know, accept it or not. When a person has, can envision clearly whom they can help or what they can do to make the world a better place or make people's lives better or add value. And they really had this desire and they really want to do it. My opinion is God put those desires in their heart. And so if what I do is help pull them out, get them on paper, put them in order and create a brand that it must become to make, to make those impacts, I'm doing God's work. And what I realized was I'm supposed to be doing this. And today when I'm doing it, to help people who are determined to touch others' lives through their work. And they could have a product. They could have a service. They could be a consultant or a speaker, or author. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the business. I have industrialists. I have software engineers. I have people who manufacture safety clothing. <laughs> I have people who are the global director of diversity, equity, and inclusion at a major law firm. We're putting together language that changes the world of the lives they touch in some really powerful and unique and important ways. Praise God. And it doesn't feel like work anymore. It feels like love, Hirsch. It's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what so, I love, what I love, and not to throw the word love, love, love all around, but 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 it's not like there's a overflow of love in the world we have to be really stingy with it you know uh, so i don't I'm feel glad guilty you said yeah i don't feel guilty about using it but but what i do what i do love about it is that a lot of times when i'm talking with uh well it comes up when i talk with psychologists it comes up with when i talk with people in 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 business the notion that today you'll hear this over and over girl audiences crave authenticity People want, you know, we talked about this the other day and I said, there's, a, right. there's an overflow of authenticity. I said, it's like, 
people are like, say oh, that go slow, get a vet? You know what you just said, but yeah. say it slowly for the audience because I heard it, but there's right. an there's overflow, an overflow of, of fauthenticity. Oh, that's F-A-U-X, meaning F-A-U, false. Yeah, F-A-U-X, <laughs> meaning fauthenticity. So it's because it's like people, a brand will say, yeah, go out and get a vat of authenticity and just pour it all, <laughs> slather it all over this commercial or put it all over this offering that we're doing or whatever mm. it might be. And and they want, and, and they're right that audiences and consumers, clients, whatever you want to call the 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 people, the person out there listening, like you say, mm-hmm. the, of course they want off. Who doesn't want it? Who who never who didn't want it in the fifties? Did audiences not want authenticity in the fifties? They just wanted to be lied to. No, of course. So so what what we're what you're what you're tapping into and what brought you back was just a, a desire to help somebody do something good and. Of course, we're all also trying to figure out, well, how do we marry our oh, purpose-driven, for example, purpose-driven companies mm-hmm. that are that exist really to serve and exist to do the good thing, but then there's a, a for-profit element to it that they that they're based on because businesses should be, you know, it it it's not the uh the province of only evil businesses to make money. Good businesses can right can make money too. And I think abundance, abundance is destiny for people. We're here to live abundantly. Yeah. We get in our own ways, but abundance is what we're supposed to have. So there's no problem. There's no problem with abundance. (laughs) There isn't, but a lot of people have a, a problem with it or have a mindset where they've been trained to or conditioned to believe that there's a choice between between that and you know a lack of it or yeah. there's yeah. a there they have to choose they don't want to you know so sh- share a little bit i mean i want to i would like to talk a little bit about god for a moment because my show is not a you know this is not in any way a faith based program i didn't come to podcasting through faith or through questions that i had about well what i did come to it with were questions about how to survive and thrive in a chaotic world. I mm. did, I did come to it with a real sense of as as a as a species, we're really, really grasping for meaning. We're grasping for for kindness and niceness and and positivity. I've had people tell me that the show, you know, in order to make it successful, you should be polarizing. And I would say, no, I want to be unifying. I want, I don't want to, I'm not a shock jock, you know? Thank you. Um, wow. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so talk, if you would, a little bit about, about that, about um, your experience with faith and what it provides you and how you manage it. Mm. Uh, at both you and I, if asked any question, could speak for months. So uh, I'm going to try to make this like one minute so that those okay. listening uh, get a nugget, but that's it. And I'll do it with a story. I used to come home late from the agency, like really late. And let's say it's two in the morning. I had two little boys. So I would go into their room and I would gently wake them up and say, let's have prayers. Daddy's home. Let's have prayers. And I would say something maybe like, God, 
Dear God, thank you for teaching us that we're only here for two reasons. One is to share love, and the other is to praise you. Amen. Go back to sleep, boys. So when you realize that we're here for two reasons, share love and praise God. Praise the our creator. And everything else is man-made. Kind of puts things into perspective. So here's the comment. From a branding standpoint, two points. One is, it's what we get to do, not what we have to do. And the other is, well, let's take the, let's take the, so it's always a choice. Your life is, a you can live in your higher self. You can be greedy or you in any moment, in any second, you can be greedy or you can be generous. You can be loving or you can be hateful. You can be patient or you can be impatient. It's always a choice in any instant, like right now or right now, you know, it's like any, you could be in the midst of anger and decide, choose to be peaceful and kind. It's that simple. And so in our businesses, we get to make that as well. So here's the second point. Our businesses are not why we're here. Mm -hmm. They're just a vehicle for abundance. So when we choose to make impacts on others, that's love and be kind and bring value to the world and be significant and become abundant because of it, maybe using impact-driven branding, which helps make people abundant faster. So it's like impacts, abundance on purpose. Okay. It builds a platform for our business that enables us more easily to step from that platform into our purpose. Praise God. That is all I'll say. And that should be enough for any listener to say, whoa, you know what? That makes a lot of sense or whatever you're thinking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I never thought of it that way before, whatever. Yeah. But that's it. That's my, that's my minute. There you go. That's a pretty good minute. I mean, I didn't time it, but it was pretty good. It was pretty tight. And, and it's great also to, to share stories because built into your story was the, the overwork, the sacrifice that you were making the awareness of, you know, what, what you talked about before I was working too hard. And, you know, that's, that's like, that's a thing that if, if, uh, if we can crack the, the code of productivity, I think we're really achieving something because we've talked about purpose and we talked about intent and, and uh, having hearts in the right place and all of, all of those things on a practical level, when we're trying to figure out how do we make the best use of our time, because it would be easy for some of us to say, well, I just, I just want to spend time with my family. I don't really want to be taken away any more than I have to. And then there are other people who are like, well, I can't spend time with my family. I have to provide for my family. I have to, we have to, we as parents are both of us, let's say, working really super hard to provide. And so the kids are going to have to understand that there's just, you know, there's just, there's an offset of balance, but it's, there's an imbalance. It's not perfect. You know, is there such a thing as perfection 
in in our in our brand is our is is a brand supposed to be what a person can't be perfect i would say that's not an issue i wouldn't i've never had language like that ever in any brand meeting it's consistent if if consistency is perfection then yes <laughs> because, because you're perfectly moment, consistent not consistent the moment you yeah, the moment you say the same thing six different ways you're just gonna confuse people and and human beings do that all the time go to a networking meeting and follow one person around oh what do you do and they say it one way and then what do you do and they say it another way and people are going oh so i thought you there you go there you go the six bad consequences we call them if you don't define in language of brand consistently so that it comes alive and speaks consistent language that transfers energy six bad consequences confusion misinformation no credit remember that one don't get credit for what makes you yeah. outstanding competitors get ahead of you. you waste a lot of money on marketing and you might run out of time whatever that means you know you have you're motivated and and you lose the motivation or you not you're gone yeah. no time you're out of time you just waste time and that's the one thing we don't have an excess of we only have so much time so why we I don't do know that? how much we have so i will speak to your point about cracking the code of productivity i'm going to say this to everyone who's listening if you have an organization or a group or a conference that needs a voice that calls people to access their own authenticity and step into purpose in a way that makes them more abundant. I would like to speak to your group. And I can speak this morning. If you're in Australia, I can speak this afternoon. If you're in England and I can speak tonight, if you're in Moldova and I never leave my office and my wife brings me coffee and we go down to the garden between speeches and see what grew that day. And then we jump in the infrared sauna and prevent cancer. And I never left. I, 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 it feels weird to get to my car. Haven't we begun cracking the code? Just saying. And I, I, I am available to speak to anyone who needs a voice of inspiration and guidance and encouragement that is uplifting. And uh, I don't care where in the world you are. Right. Like, I'm going to do it right from here. I probably will not get on a plane. Although my wife likes to travel. I love to travel, but it's a new world. Now that we've cracked the code of virtual relationship. You and I would never be having this conversation if right. the world of virtual events, virtual connections hadn't, let's say, accelerated because of COVID. What a blessing. Right. right. Praise and, God. And 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 you you you're you can look your 16-year-old self in the face. <laughs> and say, okay, yes, uh, we, I, we have traveled, we have done all this stuff. We, meaning you and your sixteen-year-old self, and you say we did all these things. But I can be in in Zimbabwe 
Zimbabwe tonight. I could be in Paris tomorrow. I can be in Italy the next day, and I can be in Hong Kong the next the next minute. And and I can do all of those things from here. And you can bet this this sixteen year old would say, "Okay, I'm I'm coming there. I want to go I'm right in. where you are." <laughs> I'm in. And what? And in the in the time we'll have left, there's in our talk about time. There's never enough time for us to to chat, but in the uh, in the time we have left we should make a plan to utilize the technology we will we will get together in person but we we can utilize the technology that we have to host a nature series that will allow you to take over for david attenborough <laughs> and i can do my werner herzog and we can and we can we can create a uh, we'll figure out a way this is just a fun thing i'm throwing out there obviously we don't have to do this but <laughs> i i do want to do something that utilizes these other skills that we have that are ancillary to our our branding and marketing skills but something in the service of some brand because i believe that that the future the future is still branded entertainment which is where a brand pays for it. Everybody knows a brand's paying for it, but it's just really entertainment created for entertainment's sake, paid for by the brand. Who pays for movies? Brands. Who pays for who pays for commercials? Brands. Who pays for podcasts? Brands. Eventually, a brand is paying. At some point, a brand is paying. Now, the person, the consumer's paying, or the brand doesn't have money. But eventually, the brand is create is justifying the entertainment. You know, you wouldn't have movie theaters without without Pepsi and popcorn, you you know, so people, people, it's the concessions that pay. So really, <laughs> we're not changing the, the schematic at all of, of, of branding. We're just providing the entertainment. So at some point, you and I can work a little bit on that as well. It doesn't have to be a nature show. <laughs> It would be delightful. It'd be fun. We had such chemistry the first time that we talked. I'm I certain we can create it at any time. And I love your concept about Werner and David. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we will. We will find out. It can be. We don't. We can find horses, or we can find a mouse, a dormouse. It doesn't matter. We'll bring wildlife into the virtual universe. And we'll do, could be a web three. We can do it on Discord. We can do it the uh, way we want. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Ah, well, it's thank a plan. you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rich, for coming on the show. I certainly appreciate it. Hirsch, uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, I look forward to working with you and connecting people to you. I, I you know, I, I don't know if you saw it or not, but I connected a woman in Chicago whom I think you, and you're in Iowa, and I'm in Los Angeles, but I, I, I believe that she and you should be in each other's networks. And that's kind of what happens and it doesn't matter where we are. So I look forward to connections and to creating entertainment or infotainment or whatever attainment uh, yes, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's attainment, attainment at some point. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into Truth Tastes Funny. If you enjoyed the experience, please leave a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends.